Hi, this is Thomas Keller's Submarine Podcast, and today we'll be talking about No Country for Old Men. Let's get into it. The book No Country for Old Men has violence, murder, mystery, and everything you want from a novel. When I read this book, it made me think back on a time when I was a little kid. The moment when you are reading a children's book, leaning forward with anticipation. This book brought me back to those days, and I've always said I'm not a fan of reading, but No Country for Old Men gave me an epiphany. No Country for Old Men is clearly a novel of literary merit, but it isn't just because it's interesting. No Country for Old Men has a deeper meaning behind all the killings, murders, and crime. So, in the beginning of reading this book, I asked myself, why was it important? I didn't understand until I got further into the book why it was so important. It's important because it doesn't just make the reader read the book to understand. The reader has to think. It makes the reader think about themselves. It makes the readers think deeper and deeper and deeper. And then the reader gets it, why McCarthy wrote the book and how he structures it, and how that affects the meaning of the book, which I'll talk about later in the podcast. It makes the reader think about him or herself. It makes the reader think about morality and fate. It also gives the reader, or at least me, an experience like no other. This is why No Country for Old Men is important. All right, let's get into the next segment. Segment two, literary merit. In this segment, we'll be talking deeper into the context of the book and why No Country for Old Men is a piece of literature. First things first, I want to talk about the main characters who have a big impact on the themes and the meaning of the book. Leland Moss is a veteran who stumbles across a drug deal gone bad and finds himself having to make a tough decision about a large bag of cash he finds. Anton Chigurh is a ruthless assassin who seems to have a skewed idea of morality and fate and will do whatever, whenever, however. One other character I want to talk about is Sheriff Bell, who often finds himself having to make tough decisions on what he has to do in the town. These characters, in my opinion, are the ones who play the biggest role of McCarthy's moal, meaning of the work as a whole. And through them, McCarthy speaks his message, which is morality, fate, and greed. Now, these are his themes, but he specifically found a way to present it. He doesn't just give you the theme. The one thing that catches your eye when reading this book is it doesn't just follow one character in order or any group of characters in any specific order. It switches between characters and the different perspectives of each character. It might show, let's say, Lulin Moss talking in first person perspective, then switch to Bell being referred to in third person perspective. For example, in chapter 6, page 161, it speaks about Sugar in the third person, then on page 168, it switches to the third person perspective of it. Now, this might seem crazy, and it can be a little confusing at first, but once you think about it, it actually helps convey the message. Often, I found myself going back and rereading a perspective change, and I understood more and more. With this structure, the reader learns the themes of morality, fate, and greed, which is another reason why this is such a piece of literature. The themes in themselves push the piece of literature forward. McCarthy teaches about fate and how humans have a choice in the outcome of their lives, for the most part. After reading the book, I really started thinking about how every action you do has an outcome. Whether it's big or small, you have a choice on what you do. These are the reasons why No Country for Old Men is a brilliant piece of literature. Before we get to the next segment, we'll have a short ad break. Are you looking for a new set of earbuds to listen to podcasts? Well, get Raycon earbuds using code SUMMERREADING and get 50% off for Raycon earbuds. 50% off. Code summer reading. All right. In this segment, we'll be talking about Cormac McCarthy, the author himself. Okay, 
we've all heard of Cormac McCarthy. At this point, with the amount of summer reading we've had to do, we should have at least read like four books by now, if not more, that are written by Cormac McCarthy. I read so many books by him, but it never seems to get old. Cormac McCarthy always seems to write the most interesting books and delivers them in the most thoughtful ways. He hides themes deeper into the meaning of the book, leaving the reader to interpret things for themselves. Another thing is his book always has multiple meanings. In No Country for Old Men, there isn't just one theme. Although one may prevail, readers can often tend to find a few messages in Cormac McCarthy's books. Another one of his books that I have read, The Road, had the same type of idea. He had a literary strategy, and the themes were deeper and between the lines. In The Road, one of the main themes was the golden rule and selfishness. In No Country for Old Men, one of the themes is fate and justice. Do you notice a pattern? He puts themes into his book that may actually teach someone something. After reading these books, I thought to myself, wow, maybe I should try and be more aware. Maybe I should do this or that. And it made me reflect on myself. This is why Cormac McCarthy is, is such a great author. Many people are reading his books and it's impacting them. Segment four, style of writing and time period. One thing Cormac McCarthy is known for is his style of writing. Throughout his books, he often doesn't use common punctuation to get to a better meaning. In No Country for Old Men, I, I noticed this. I, I was like, I was reading and I saw, I was like, Oh, wait, there's no quotations, and some of his words are spelled differently. and It's really interesting. I'm sure he did this on purpose, you know, to mean something, as, you know, most authors do. My take on it is that he used quotations to make the reader pay attention to what the characters are saying. Listen to this. In the book, it says, You think when you wake up in the morning, yesterday don't count. But yesterday is all that does count. What else is there? Your life is made out of the days it's made out of, nothing else. In this line, there's no uh, quotations. And I thought, this is really important. It speaks about fate and how we control our destiny. I think this goes to show the idea that McCarthy has set when he writes his books. He, he does these little things, you know, to the punctuation and grammatically to help the reader understand. He wants the reader to interpret his work deeper than just, you know, word for word. Another reference to his style is he is when I read The Road. The Road, there's no periods, none of it. And he uses this to show, you know, The Road is about a journey and it shows their journey. There's no periods and it represents The Road. Another thing he does well is representing a time period. An example of this is on page eight. It says, Moss sat with the heels of his boots dug into the volcanic gravel of the ridge and glassed the desert below him with a pair of binoculars. One thing I thought in my mind when I read this was immediately, it's a Western. You know, this is awesome. A, a Western book that, you know, I can really get into. Throughout the book, McCarthy descriptively narrates the time period of a neo-western era there's you know a sheriff and guns blazing and drugs and it's crazy this is how mccarthy exemplifies a particular style of writing and time period 
The next segment is uh, segment five, HTRL chapters. Now, if you've ever heard of how to read literature like a professor, they go over basically the different elements of literature. And I want to tie this into No Country for Old Men. When I was looking over the chapters, there were three that stood out to me. The first one was chapter one. Every trip is a quest, even when it's not. This chapter explains that to make a book interesting, you have to give meaning to everything, aka make it a quest. When I was reading No Country for Old Men, I realized that McCarthy always makes things interesting. He might simply take a sheriff going into town and give it some life. He always made the book neat, using his tone and words to convey this aspect of the literature. He used the words to make it a quest. One example of this is when Sheriff Bell was talking. He said, we dedicate ourselves anew daily, something like that. I think I'm going to commence dedicating myself twice daily. It may come to three, four, it's over. Even in this sense, when Sheriff Bell is talking about something that isn't really vital to the plot or have anything to do with the theme, really, um, it's interesting how he writes it and he, he makes it a journey. The second chapter is chapter 11, More Than It's Gonna Hurt You, Concerning Violence. This chapter references that violence is everywhere in literature, and for a reason. For some reason, humans like reading about violence and bad things happening. This chapter is so perfect for No Country for Old Men because the book has a lot of killing, like a lot. McCarthy uses the violence to draw the reader in, and the violence has to do with the work of, as a whole. His themes revolve around morality and fate, so it ties in perfectly, because you have some that will kill off a flip of a coin, and some who will defend the town, and others who just get caught up in the wrong side of things. The third chapter was Geography Matters. It is exactly what it sounds like. It explains that in the book, there needs to be insight on the surrounding of the characters and the setting, where they are, the time period, things like that. In No Country for Old Men, McCarthy does an amazing job of this. In the opening scene, it immediately describes the neo-Western era they are in. When I was reading the book, having a picture in my mind of where they were really helped me to understand the characters and other aspects of the book. In the end, I really think he uses his literary knowledge of setting to assist in the meaning of the book. When you know where they are and their influences of what their everything around them has on them, then you can realize why they do the things they do to get to the meaning, which is fate and um, morality. Before the next segment, we have another ad, another ad. Are you looking for a new website to get into podcast streaming? Use Anchor for your recording your podcasts. It's simple and easy, free, and you can use things like Spotify and make money off of your podcast. Once again, use anchor.com. Segment six. We've reached the last segment of my podcast called Q3 Connections. This book can be referenced to many AP prompts. Literally any prompt that talks about violence, setting, or diction could be answered by No Country for Old Men. But after going through the list of prompts, I found a prompt that I think works best for No Country for Old Men. I chose a prompt from 2015 that states, In literary works, cruelty often functions as a crucial motivation or a major social or political factor. 
select a novel, play, or epic poem in which acts of cruelty are important to the theme, then write a well-developed essay analyzing how cruelty functions in the work as a whole. This prompt ties into No Country for Old Men seamlessly. First things first, Anton Sugar. This character is the main antagonist who is a ruthless hitman, devoid of conscience, remorse, and compassion. Throughout the book, he kills many, many people. And through this, it's revealed that he doesn't have any morality. But the most notable one was when he killed Lulin Moss's wife with a flip of a coin. The reader realizes he's absolutely evil. In the end, his cruelty is necessary to the progression of the book and to the meaning of the piece. The main theme is about morality, and clearly Anton Chigurh doesn't have any. McCarthy used the different characters' perspective on morality to highlight to the reader that sometimes we need to think about what we believe. Through the character's violence, it helps the reader understand McCarthy and the characters, and why McCarthy wrote this way. Then the reader can tie into their lives. When I was reading this book, I started thinking about one time I got in trouble in elementary school for something stupid. And I related some of the characters, aka Lulin Moss, I related to him when he found the money. Sometimes in life, we have these moments where it's like, should I do this? Uh, I'm not sure. And it's like this contrasting push and pull inside your mind. McCarthy uses the violence to highlight this. This was the main idea of his book. I think McCarthy wanted the reader to feel, feel this when reading the book. He wanted to churn the idea of morality into the reader. It's almost like McCarthy is playing with your mind. You're sitting there reading, and your conscience is swaying to think about all of these aspects. In the book, this sense of evil and the worst of the worst to have an impact on the reader. This is how I would answer this prompt with my novel. All righty. Thank you for listening to my summer reading podcast. Make sure you tune into the next one. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah.